Blessings, Minister Gardner. Blessings, greetings, and salutations to each and every one of you. Minister Gardner, I'm blessed too. I, my hands were just, I was just worshiping the entire time. What a beautiful, beautiful song, Pastor Will and Elder Shonda Brown. Thank you so much for ministering unto the Lord because that's exactly what they do. They minister unto the Lord. They don't perform. They minister. And as a result of that, the atmosphere is right. It's right for the word. It's right for your surrender. It's right for deliverance. It's right for God to do what he wants to do right now. Right now, wherever you are, regardless to where you are, God is ready to do what he wants to do right now. And so we want to um, honor the Lord. We honor him. We don't just want to, but I do honor the Lord. I honor him and I honor Apostle Willie Talbert. Amen. I honor our uh, lead pastor, Pastor Steve Talbert. I honor all of our uh, associate pastors and associate ministers of Yes Lord Ministries. And I honor all of you that have connected with us virtually. Those of you that are part of the fivefold, I salute you as well in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. All visiting um, uh, pastors who have connected with us, uh, bishops, apostles, whoever you are, I honor you. I honor and I salute the children of the household of faith. Yeah, God's people, I honor you. And I honor the young people as well that will connect with us on our platforms and in our services. And so we are just excited about what God is doing. God is speaking and he wants us to be encouraged. And we pray that you are encouraged in the Lord right now. I tell you, when, when Minister Gartner began to just uh, let God do what he wanted to do and the tears began to flow, that blessed me. That meant that, that God is able to reach us when we get there. We should never get to the place where God can't, ah, hallelujah, where he can't reach us. We should never get to that place. I want you to get your Bibles, if you will. Get your Bibles and turn to Lamentations the third chapter. I want to tell you that this morning was so interesting. Uh, Minister Larry Edwards, my son, <laughs> the, the director of media will, will attest to this, that uh, we had to uh, do some troubleshooting. I like to call it troubleshooting, but how many know he is anointed to do it? <laughs> Amen. And so he helped guide me through some things. And he kept saying, he said, Apostle, it's going to be a powerful word this morning. I was like, to God be the glory. Maybe that's why uh, we're dealing with, or I should say, I was dealing with what I was dealing with. But we want you to get your Bibles and turn to Lamentations, the third chapter, verses 21 through 23. I want you to get ready because this message that the Lord has given me prayerfully will help some people get delivered and stay delivered. It will stop the cycles. Some of us go through uh, different cycles, but when we're in the midst of some stuff, we make the wrong decisions while we're in the midst of it. <laughs> yeah, 
Lamentations 3. First, I'm going to read to you from the King James Version. And then I want to let you know what the Amplified in the Message Bible says. Lamentations 3, 21 through 23. And it says, this I recall to my mind. Therefore, have I hope. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed. Because his compassions fail not. Now that verse right there. It ought to cause something to leap in your spirit. Verse 23, they are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Let me tell you what the Amplified says. It says, but this I recall, and therefore have I hoped, hope and expectation. It is because of the Lord's mercy and loving kindness that we are not consumed, because his tender compassions fail not. The Message Bible says, but there's one thing I remember and remembering. I keep a grip on hope. God's loyal love couldn't have run out. His merciful love couldn't have dried up. They're created new every morning. How great your faithfulness. This is the word of the Lord and God's word is already blessed. I want to talk to you from this subject, the benefits of transition. The benefits of transition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know some of you might be a little, but drop that in the chat. I need somebody to drop it in the chat for me in all capital letters. You know that when you put something via email or, or on social media in all caps, that means you're shouting, you're yelling. <laughs> yeah, we need to yell this. There are some benefits of transition. I want you to agree with me on several things. First of all, that God himself will be pleased, honored, and glorified as a result of the word that shall come forth, that you, the people, will be encouraged, reminded, empowered, and edified. Oh, and that the devil will be disappointed and horrified. Can you lift your hands and say with me, Lord, as your servant has decreed and declared, be it so in your name. Now, come on, wherever you are, you ought to clap your hands and give God glory and thank him in advance for what he shall minister. My desire and my prayer is that God, through his word, will minister to your hearts, to your minds, and to your spirits. And so as we get ready, I don't intend to be before you long, so you got to catch this now. You can go back and listen to the replay and take notes and study for yourself. Understand. That oftentimes when we hear the term transition, immediately some people's mind goes somewhere that really that's not where God is at that moment. That's not, not where he is right then with you. In the midst, I've had people say, I'm in transition. I get it. Listen, more than once, I've been in transition. As a matter of fact, I'm in a process right now. Transition is an interesting part of the process. <laughs> you feel as if uh, uh, you're not really sure sometimes. It can be a difficult time. That's why we've got to trust God. We're uncomfortable with the status quo. And yet the new opportunity that God has for us has not yet manifested. 
In other words, we're leaving something and going to something. But here's the thing. We're right in the middle. Oftentimes, people think you're leaving something. That means you physically, it's not, transition is not all the time. As a matter of fact, a lot of the times, you're not physically leaving anything. It is your spiritual, your mental, your emotional. It's where God is taking you. Too many times people leave a church that they really have been planted by God in because they're in transition and they don't understand what's going on and they're frustrated. That's not the time to make life decisions like that. What I mean by that is that's not the time to make the wrong <laughs> life decision. You got to be sure. You got to make sure that God is directing you when you're in transition more than ever before. We need to trust God in spite of the trials, the discomfort, the frustration, the fear, the confusion, and all of the other stuff associated with it. I want you to put this in the chat. Transition is powerful. Somebody put that in there. Transition is powerful. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help you get there. I'm going to help you understand. Because it heralds the fact that a new season of fruitfulness is on its way. Somebody needed to get excited right there. Transition alerts. It, it, it sounds the announcement of the fact that a new season of fruitfulness is on its way. Here's the thing, because oftentimes when we're in the midst of transition, the announcement is not loud. <laughs> oh gosh, according to what our concept of loud is, we miss it. Oh, somebody need to understand. Now I understand, Minister Edwards, this is a yoke destroying. <laughs> There's a yoke destroying anointing on this word. So here's the thing. There are four signs that you may be in a God-appointed time of transition. And I'm going to go over that with you. Understand that the, the passage of scripture we read in the book of Lamentations, you know that the children of Israel had gone through some stuff. They'd gone through some rough stuff. But hear this. A lot of it was consequences of their sins. A lot of it was because they were making wrong choices and wrong decisions. God sent Jeremiah to warn them, to get them back in, in place, to make sure they got back on track. And oftentimes what they would do is they would ignore the prophet of God. It, does that sound familiar? They would act like, oh, that ain't me. That's that's a false prophet. Anybody can identify because it don't sound like what I want it to sound like. See, that's really what it is. There are times that uh, God will use his prophets and even prophets. Let me tell you something. Even when prophets are in the midst of transition, they have to be very, very careful because understand the assignment against them is even greater. Because they are mouthpieces for God in every sense of the word. They're supposed to keep their, 
ear to his mouth, speak what he speaks. But more importantly than that, they speak direction. They speak edification. I mean, those that function fully as a prophet. There are prophetic people and God may not use you to give direction. Maybe he's exhort comfort, um, edification, you know, encouragement, maybe those kind of words. But when you are a prophet, there are times God will give you the hard word to give. Oh, I know what I'm talking about. He'll give you a word that make you shudder <laughs> for somebody else. And so prophets, any prophets out there, any prophetic people out there, when we're in the midst of transition, we've got to be extremely extra, extra careful about decisions and choices that we make or else we'll find ourselves in a mess trying to figure out how to get out of it. So let's talk about the four signs, shall we? And let's hurry along here. Maybe you're experiencing a low time in your ministry. That's one of the first signs. Those of us that have been called to do different things, we feel like things are not moving like we want it to move. Listen, it's, it's not like it was before. Of course it's not. You're in transition. During a time of transition, you may have felt as if you're in a low, a time of barrenness. Anybody know what I'm talking about? A time where, uh, uh, and, and the barrenness and the low is in relation to your calling, whatever your call is. Listen, everybody hasn't been called to do the same thing. Everybody's not called to preach. Everybody's not called to, but you're, you're in ministry and there's an anointing, there's a gifting, there's a call on your life to do something. Whatever it is God has called you to do. I keep telling you, I love the diversity in the body of Christ. I love it. I love how God chooses who he'll choose, who he'll use for different things. He don't use everybody for the same thing. We're not carbon copies. Anybody, if we're not the step, like the Stepford Wives. Anybody remember that movie, The Stepford Wives? When I see some stuff sometimes, I have my husband laugh and I said, remind me of the Stepford Wives. Everybody doing this, everybody here the same. Everybody got the same uh, kind of uh, attire on. Everybody got, everybody got this. Everybody got, everybody moving the same. Everybody, but God will use us to be our authentic selves. It doesn't mean we're out of order. He'll keep us in line that we're right in his perfect will, but he uses us the way he uses us. And so sometimes the way he uses him or her might be different than the way he uses me. Totally different, totally out of the box, totally, come on. But it's still God. And I need to celebrate because they've surrendered to the Lord so God can use them. Anybody hearing me? See, we're in a time right now where things are different. And we've got to make sure we're connected with God so we can flow with the Holy Ghost. So you may have experienced a wilderness season. That's one of the first signs. I'm still in that first sign. You may feel like you're in the wilderness. Anybody ever felt that way? I know I'm talking to somebody. And you feel as though you've been cut back some kind of way. 
It doesn't mean, it does not mean you failed. It also doesn't mean that you're in the wrong place. You're in transition. And God wants you to trust him during this time of transition. It, it's a, a sign that God is at work preparing you for greater fruitfulness up ahead. Anybody hearing me? Oh, I know somebody's hearing me. During the time, and I, you know, I have some scriptures, um, but you know, I, I'm limited on time, so I gotta move. I really gotta move so that I can get all of this out. Uh, one of the scriptures um, that I have with reference to what I just shared with you is, amen, John 15, one to two. I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. While every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes it so that it will be even more fruitful. So during that time, during that, that when that you're in the midst of transition, Sometimes you feel like you're out of place. Anybody ever felt there? I don't belong. This, this is, I'm not a fit. <laughs> I don't fit in here. I don't fit in this. Be careful what decision you make. Because the enemy would like to get up in there and move you out of position. Move you out of God's perfect will. I know I'm talking to somebody. Somebody is about to make a decision and make a wrong move. And God is saying, wait on him. Hear him. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Transition is a time for strong hope and faith. Jeremiah 29, 11. Y'all know the scripture. I know the thoughts and the plans I have for you, saith the Lord. Y'all know there are plans of good and not evil. One translation says plans to prosper you. And not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. Y'all know the song. Plans to give you, you know, come on. During transition, here's the second sign. God is at work in your heart. So what's going on here? And y'all know Proverbs 4 and 23 says, above all else, guard your heart. For everything you do flows from it. King James Version says, for out of it flows the issues of life. Your gift and ministry flows from your heart. Listen, whenever we're obeying God and what God has called us to do, our heart is involved in it. We do what we do from our heart. We want others to be blessed. Why? We're in the perfect will of God. We're doing what God has called us to do. And people are supposed to be impacted by that. So when God is preparing you for a new season, and you find, you'll find that his spirit is ministering to you at a deeper level. He deals with your heart. Perhaps during this time of transition, hurts are being brought to the surface. But there's a purpose for that. Hurts are brought to the surface for healing. You may even feel vulnerable. Come on. We've all, anybody that's ever been in transition knows exactly what this feels like. By his spirit, God is wooing you. He is calling you to intimacy with him. I can remember when I was in a, a one of my transitions <laughs> because depending on what God is doing in your life and where he's taking you, you're going to go through more than one transition in your life. 
And so during one of these times, I can remember God pulling me and calling me more and more to spend time with him. I could be driving on my way to take care of some business or do an errand, and I would hear his voice, go home, go home, meet me in the prayer room, go home, meet me in prayer, go home, lay on your face before me. I've got some things I need to do with you. Huh? Sometimes it was deliverance. Sometimes there was a hurt that had been brought to the surface that needed to be healed. And I needed to be healed in that area. Let me put it that way. I, I my, my, The way I felt about that, whenever I thought about it, needed to change. Mindsets that you have had are being tested and challenged. God is saying you cannot take that thinking with you into your next season. It's time to foster a mindset of faith. Anybody hearing me? Listen, I know this word is for somebody. You need to understand that God has greater for you. And that's why he's speaking to you right now through this message. Transition is by nature a time in which you have difficulty finding satisfaction in your current role or achievement. You're dissatisfied. You keep saying that this, 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 I, this is just not working. This not me. This not my lane. I say that a lot. This not my lane. Now is the time to rediscover and rest confidently in your identity as that son of God, as that daughter of God. Are you hearing me? The third, one of the third signs, during transition, you feel as though you don't fit. I said that earlier, didn't I? In the past, you may have fit very well in your current role, in what you were doing. However, during transition, you find that you're not comfortable. You feel as if you're like a square peg in a round hole. And because of this tension, transition will test your attitude your character, and your faithfulness. Oh, if you're taking notes, you need to put that down. Because during that during that time, your attitude is going to be tested. Your character is going to be tested. And your faithfulness is going to be tested. Your faithfulness to God, your commitment to your leader <laughs> is going to be tested. Your attitude I, I have I have a, a, a couple of people and, and I'll say this and you know some of them might even be on now. It's like a love-hate relationship sometimes. And I don't I you know hate is a strong word, but what I mean by that is there are times they love me, love me, love me, love me. But they know I'm gonna speak what God gives me to speak. I'm gonna say what God gives me to say. I I listen, there are times God gave me a word that go up under. The furniture, whatever was swept up under there, go up, open up the door of the closet. Don't wait for you to open it up. The word that God may give me, open up that door. May have a padlock on it, bust the padlock off and open the door. <laughs> and so there are times that they love me, love me, love me. Then there are other times like, oh God, oh Lord, here she come. Oh boy, what is she going to say? Oh, <laughs> Yeah, I pick you up sometimes. <laughs> but you need to understand it's for your good. 
it's for your good is because I know God has greatness in you. I know there's greater for you. And I know God wants you to experience the greater. Colossians 4 and 17 says this. Paul said he, he instructed the people while he was doing the training and the teaching. He said, tell our chippers, see to it that you complete the ministry you have received in the Lord. Whatever God has called you to, you want to fulfill your purpose. You want to do everything that he has called you to do. Is anybody hearing me? Somebody need to give God some glory right now. If a season is being brought to a close in your role, make it your aim to finish it well with honor and integrity. Don't just drop stuff. Don't just not follow through. One of the, the people at Yes What Ministries can tell you, one of the things that irks me is when somebody makes a commitment and does not follow through. They drop the ball. That's what I call it. They drop the ball. Don't drop the ball. If you don't know how to do it, ask for help. If you're having difficulty because you're in the midst of transition, let it be known. Talk to your leader so that you can bring that to a, a close in the right way. You can, you can do things right. That way, when you move to your next role, everything will be right. There may be spiritual warfare. Maybe. <laughs> there will be spiritual warfare. When you're in transition. Why? Because your enemy, the enemy wants to rob you of your destiny. You may be presented with a shortcut. Anybody ever, ever saw that? While you're in the midst of going through something and you're having difficulty um, making decisions and all that kind of stuff. All of a sudden, here comes a shortcut. Huh? Here comes a shortcut. And that shortcut is not God, but you think it's God because you're in transition. You're going through a, a, a time of not sure, confused. Did I hear God right? Uh-huh. Yeah, you go through all of that when you're in transition. That's why even prophets have made tragic decisions in the midst of, of transition. Oh, hear me. That's how serious this is. That's why it's so serious for us to trust God in it. Make sure we cling to him. Make sure we don't make a move. Uh, um, it, Psalm 46, I believe, and 10 says, be still and know that I am God. Psalm 46 and 10, be still and know that I am God. Transition is a time to check the options that come your way through the Holy Spirit. Check it. You're given different options. Uh, alternatives. Can we call it that? You're given different alternatives, but is it God? Is God speaking? I don't care if they say they're a prophet and they come into you speaking something. Did God send them? I'm always reminded of 1 Kings. I believe it's the 13th chapter where the young prophet was given an assignment by God. And the assignment has specific instructions. Don't stop to talk to nobody. Don't stop to go in to eat. Don't you stay focused and do this assignment. You got to understand your assignment. And in the scripture, there was an older prophet. Older prophet, you know, sometimes uh, um, people have been with God so long until they began to get a little lax. And so 
And then some folk are just downright jealous of God using other people, which makes no sense to me. Since God's got so much for all of us to do, it absolutely makes no sense to be jealous of anybody else. I put a post out the other day and the post said that when that confidence is walking into a room and not comparing yourself, it's, it's walking into a room, not thinking that you're better than everybody else, but it's walking into the room, not comparing yourself with anyone else in that room. That's true confidence. We don't have to compare ourselves with anybody. We don't have to be jealous of anybody. And so y'all know the story. First Kings 13, check it out, read it, study it. The older prophet found out about the, the younger prophet with the assignment and he intercepted him. He intercepted him as he was on his way to do what God had instructed him to do. The older prophet intercepted the younger prophet and told him, said, come, come on and and come fellowship with me. Come on, have some dinner. Come on, I'll treat you to Cheesecake Factory. Come on here. Uh, you know, let's 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 commune. Let's have some one-to-one. -one. Let's let's get to know each other. And he said, but I can't. I've got to stay focused. He said, listen, I'm a prophet too. See, look, let me, let me help you understand something. You may be a prophet too, but I know what I heard God say. I've got to stay focused with what God has spoken. And as the story, as, as the, the scripture goes on, when you read it, he, he, he heeded to the older prophet, more than likely trying to show respect to him, um, you know, admiring because he was experienced in the prophetic, had been doing it for a while. Don't matter if God is telling you to stay focused and don't detour, don't detour. And he went on with the older prophet. And the scripture says that after he had supped with him and fellowshiped with him, the older prophet said, now, this is the word of the Lord for you. You're going to die because you disobey God. How about that? And he died because he disobeyed. As he left and was on his way, thinking that he was going to continue the assignment, and was killed after he left there. You don't want to get hijacked while the Lord is using you. You don't want to get intercepted. Come on. You don't want nobody tricking you. Because that's really what he did. He tricked them. Does it sound familiar, y'all? You know church folk do that. They'll trick you in a minute. Make you think, no, uh, you're not supposed to do it because they want to do it. Are you hearing me? No, uh, 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 um, you, you're supposed to do this over here. Uh, well, you know, pastor want this done and this, so you'd go over, but clearly, you know, wait, I know pastor told me that he or she wanted me to do. Stay focused on your assignment. Put that in the chat. Stay focused on your assignment. So no shortcuts, y'all. <laughs> no shortcuts. Now listen, God can do a supernatural thing, but no shortcuts presented by anybody else. Be assured that you remain faithful during your time of transition. Listen to this. The fourth sign is this, because I want to tell you about some of the benefits. You experience travail. 
during transition. Lord have mercy. You experience travail. What is what is travail? What is travailing? Travailing is God's invitation to participate with him in birthing your new season. I know somebody was waiting for me to give them the, the technical definition of travail. No, I, I'm going to tell you what, what travail means. It's God's invitation to participate with him in birthing your new season. Yeah, you're going to go through some travailing. There are times you're going to be in prayer and you're going to be wrestling. You're going to be wrestling with that thing. This will be primarily done through prayer and your relationship with him. That's where Lord knows I know about travail. Travail, travail. Oh, my God. Allow the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit to draw on the longings of your heart. As you pray and intercede for what lies ahead. Allow the Holy Spirit to make intercession with you for groanings, with groanings. That cannot be uttered, Romans 8. Don't be afraid to dream and envision the next stage. Give God your imagination. Give him something to anoint, to direct, to work with. Make sure it's in the perfect will of God. Travail can also mean practical preparations, study. Find yourself back in, in class again. Hello, here I am. Every time I look, I'm, I'm in a training. Why? Because God is doing some more. There's some more tools I need for where he's taking me. Extra work is required. Not to impress any man or any woman, but to be obedient to God. Transition is not necessarily a time to slow down, y'all. You got to be open to the Holy Spirit and hearing him. And there are times the Holy Spirit will say, pick up, pick it up, pick up your pace. You got to pick up your pace. You can't move out of position. Don't drop off. Don't jump off. Don't jump out of, come on. Don't come out. Don't stay right there and let God do what he wants to. You're, you're, you're in his hand. It's reassuring when we see how many people in the Bible also experience times of transition. Let me just give you a few and I'm getting ready to wrap up. David in the wilderness when he was running from Saul. Y'all remember that first Samuel 21 through 31, those chapters. Remember, there was even opportunity where David could have killed Saul and he didn't. And here's the thing. Saul could have been a good mentor for David, but he was jealous of him. Then how about Esther's 12 months of preparation before she was brought before the king? Esther's second chapter. How about Elijah at the Brook Cherith, 1 Kings 17? Paul in Tarsus, Acts 9. And Acts 11. How about Ruth after the death of her husband in the book of Ruth? When we read their stories, we see how we can see how they responded and, and we can be encouraged by God's faithfulness and bringing them through to the fulfillment of his purpose for their lives. Y'all remember? Y'all remember how um, God appointed a time of transition for Elijah and Elijah was scared because Jezebel was, was looking to kill all the prophets of God. And here God used this time of transition to prove to Elijah who he really was. Y'all remember Ruth and remember her time of transition? If she had not faithfully followed God's word and, and then the godly wisdom and instruction that God used 
Naomi in, she would never have received the blessings that she received. Our response to transition, you need to write this down. Our response to transition determines our destiny. Our response to transition determines our destiny. Here's the thing. In times of transition, we can't see the road ahead. We don't know what's going to happen. But we know God knows what's going to happen. Let me tell you about some of the, uh, the benefits of transition. And I'll use Jesus. After his suffering, Jesus presented himself to his disciples and gave many convincing proofs that he was alive in the book of Acts. In the first chapter, we see this. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom. He gave them extra um, training and, and communed with them because their hearts had been heavy. Their hearts, and they were in grief. They were grieving. Um, they were in mourning because Jesus had been crucified. And so when he appeared to them, God the Father allowed him to spend that time with them. Why? Because now they were in a time of transition. See, before they were with Jesus, now Jesus had been crucified and they had to move ahead based on what they experienced with him based on the teachings and the trainings. And so during transitions, here's a benefit. God gives us the time we need to adjust and release the past. And that's what he did for the disciples. He gave them time to adjust and to release the past. What was that? Jesus was always with them physically on the earth. But now they had to get used to that not being the case. They had to get used to the comforter, the Holy Ghost. Huh? And, and so we understand you can uh, check out 2 Corinthians, the first chapter, verses 3 and 4. And look at that because I don't have time to read all of the scriptures. But when he told the disciples that he had to leave them, they were happy. They were troubled. And so God will give us an opportunity to adjust, to release, so that we can look forward to moving on in the future. This time enabled them to adjust, to release the expectations of the past, and to embrace God's agenda for the future. That's what God wants. He wants us to embrace his agenda for the listen the past sometimes the past was wonderful it was glorious now god is taking us to greater he wants to use us greater he wants to ex us to experience greater transition number second benefit is an invitation to intimacy with god times of transition uh, uh, are an invitation from god to spend more time with him. Right now, the things we're entering into have not yet fully opened to us. And so we have a greater felt need to hear God and understand his purposes. We can only do that by spending time with God. I'm going to give you one more benefit and I got to go. Transition is preparation for the new thing that God is doing. Y'all know the scripture, behold, I'm doing a new thing. Transition is not the place to get stuck because it heralds, remember, it announces the fact that the new thing that God is doing on the, is on the way and greater fruitfulness is up ahead. 
And so listen to this. Romans 8 and 28 says, and we know that all things work together for the good of them who love God and who are the call according to his purpose. Now, this verse of scripture and Lamentations 3, this is my consolation so I can experience the benefits of the season of transition. Lamentations 3 and 21 through 23, and I end with this. This I recall to my mind, therefore have I hope. Remember, remember, they have been doing some stuff. And Jeremiah had been trying to get him, come on back. Let me tell you what God is going to do for you. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed. In the midst of transition, we need to hold to this. God has allowed me to be here in transition. There must be something greater that God is doing. That's what I started saying. There must be something greater that God is doing. Didn't understand it all. Didn't know all. Listen, prophets don't know everything. They only We only know what God reveals. And listen to this. It is of, of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. We sing the song, but do we really understand what God is doing? Great is thy faithfulness. Oh God, the benefits of transition. I pray that you have been blessed by the Lord. Listen, I could have took off and went running, but God said they need to hear this. Too many of my people are getting stuck right in the midst of transition. Too many people are making the wrong choices and making the wrong decisions in the midst of transition. Decisions and choices that affect you for the rest of your life. And so I pray that you have been blessed. We're going to give you an opportunity. For those of you, there may be somebody out there who says, Apostle, I hear you. I just want to receive and accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior because I don't know what's going on in my life. We're going to give you an opportunity to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. There may be somebody out there who needs a church home. You've already got relationship, but you know about transition. You've been in it. You've made wrong decisions. You've made wrong choices. You need a church home. You need to be somewhere where you can be taught the word of God. You can be guided and you can see the purpose, the plan, and the destiny that God has for your life fulfilled. We invite you to connect with Yes Lord Ministries. For those of you that want to receive and accept Jesus Christ, let's pray right now. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I come to you now. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. I repent. Thank you for dying for my sins. The preacher said that you did it for me. And so I thank you now as I come to you, repenting of everything that I've done wrong. And I thank you for receiving and accepting me as your own. Your word says that if I believe in my heart, if I confess with my mouth, that you died for my sins, that you rose again, that I can be saved. And so I believe and I confess with my mouth that those things are true. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Come on, if you prayed that prayer, you are saved. You can start from this day forward experiencing new life, 
Somebody say new life, new life. And so we invite you to connect with us on these different methods and platforms. You can connect with us. Make sure you download our YLM mobile app. You can connect with us on Facebook. You can connect with us on Instagram or Twitter and uh, definitely YouTube. But you can also email us at events at ylmconnect.org. We want to give you next steps. We want to walk with you through this process. We want to let you know you're not alone. Come on. God will never leave you nor forsake you. And guess what? We'll be with you too. So I hope and I pray that you have been blessed. I pray that you've been ministered to through this word. And I pray that you'll make some different choices and stay in the perfect will of God. Stay blessed and refreshed in the Lord, the benefits of transition. Partner with YLM Financially using the following methods. Text giving, text give to one 948 3895 GiveLify. Search for Yes Lord Ministries in Kenilworth, New Jersey. Our website. Visit www.ylmconnect.org and click donate. Cash App. Dollar sign Yes Lord M. Mail checks or money orders to Yes Lord Ministries. P.O. Box 425. Union, New Jersey 07083. You're invited to our Sunday morning virtual worship experience at 8.30 a.m. Every Sunday night at 6.30 p.m., join us for our Sunday night Ignite service. Every Wednesday morning from 5.30 a.m. to 5.45 a.m., join us for corporate prayer. Our call-in number is 716-427-1096, and the access code is 172268-POUND. Every Wednesday evening at 7.30 p.m., join us for Spread the Bread Bible Study as we dive into the Word of God. Subscribe to our podcast, YLM Sermon of the Week, on iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. On behalf of our senior leaders, Apostle Willie Talbert, Apostle Mamie S. Talbert, Lead Pastor Steve Talbert, and the Yes Lord Ministries Church family, thank you for joining us and welcome home.